broadcasting from within our secret quarantine bunker, you're listening to Cheerful Ghost Radio. Today's episode is all about that most mobile of the current-gen consoles, the Nintendo Switch. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hi everyone, I'm Tim and I'm joined by John Dodson and Travis. The Nintendo Switch has been with us for three years now, and if you've been listening to us for a while, you probably know that we're pretty big fans. In this episode, we're reflecting on the past three years and what we'd like to see in the future of the system. All right, Travis, let's start with you. Was it worth the purchase? Yes, like very much so. Um, it's kind of the, the cheap one of this generation, but it's, it's Nintendo. They're always kind of doing their own thing. Uh, and that's to its, to its benefit and to its detriment in a few ways, I think. But I like how Nintendo sets themselves apart from that race and does something unique every time. Whether that's a hit or a miss is kind of up in the air but with the switch i think it was definitely a hit um the portable capabilities of it aren't such a huge thing for me i barely ever use that use it portable but it's such a great idea for people who that is an important thing for people who have bus commutes and stuff like that who could really make use of that uh it's kind of a no-brainer and it's something that we saw back with the PSP and I think the Vita had it as well, where you could hook that up to the TV and hook a PS3 controller up to it and play. But nothing ever this seamless where you just toss it into a dock and you're ready to go. And it works beautifully. And the first party games on it have been great. And most of the ports I've played for it, you haven't been able to tell that it's a port, but I haven't played any of the like first person shooters and stuff like that where the graphical like downscaling is a big issue. Uh, mostly what I've played that wasn't exclusive was like smaller indie things or retro things, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely worth the purchase. Um, I have no regrets about that purchase at all. All right. What about you, John? I picked up the switch a year after it came out. So for me, I got it, um, in a black Friday sale. uh, And then I opened it on Christmas. I sort of surprised myself with a gift to myself, but, uh, and I got a a bundle with, you know, Mario Kart eight deluxe and wow, what a bundle. I mean, that was fantastic. $300 and you get a really great game that everyone should really have. Um, was it worth the purchase? Absolutely. Travis is right. This was the cheaper of the consoles, but I don't even think about it in terms of cheap. It's just, I mean, it is cheaper, Um, But it's just it's so wildly different than what um, Sony and Microsoft are doing. And and it's so wildly popular right now um, during the COVID-19 thing that it's even sold out. You can't even buy it online anymore because, you know, people are at home and they're looking for something fun to do. I I don't think Xbox Ones and PlayStation 4s are sold out right now. I uh, in fact, I was having a friend tell me that he's having to buy it used actually and go to another town to pick it up uh, from someone on Craigslist. It's not scalp for a crazy price, but he just cannot buy new now. Um, so yeah, you know, Travis was right. This in handheld, um, is perfect. It's, you know, with someone with a kid, it's, it's a great way to play it. If I didn't, if games aren't more accessible to me, they don't get played as much, you know? So, you know, the, the ability to play slay the spire in bed at night is incredible. 
Um, and I love that aspect of it. And I like that it's bringing gaming to a new generation of kids in a way that kids play games now. Right. Because kids, if you have young kids, for the most part, they're not like the generation that wants to turn on the TV and play a game on a or play or watch a movie on a television. They're more tablets, phones, handheld stuff. And the switch is for them. Um, and, and I think that's weird for older folk like me and our generation. Um, cause we grew up with televisions. We had that cause that's all we, that's what we had in terms of digital. That was, those are the only digital devices we had. But with my son, he's four, he, you know, I ask him, Hey, do you want to watch this show on TV or do you want to watch it on his iPad? And he would prefer it on his iPad. Um, it's just, a, it's a weird generation. So, so I think, well, just different. It's just different. So, uh, I love the switch. I think three years in, it's for me the best of the new consoles. Um, I don't have a PlayStation Four. I don't have an Xbox One. Uh, I don't. I don't even care to own one at this point because the Switch is that good for where I'm at right now and my gaming. So I love it. And I came into it again a late a year later. Um, I think the Switch was stronger a year later, um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I don't regret getting my Switch at all. The first party games have been fantastic, which of course. Nintendo, their first party games always are are great. Uh, the ports, like you mentioned, have been flawless. I've every single one has been fantastic. I love the flexibility of being able to play it docked or be able to play it portable. Um, That's magic. It's some kind of crazy magic. It's so, so great. Yeah. yeah, I actually I haven't played my switch, you know, portable anywhere other than in my house (laughs) like i don't take it with me anywhere i go but i don't really you know if i were still younger when i like i don't even take my game boy or you know anything like that with me or what is it called now the ds i don't play when i leave the house for the most part because usually if i'm leaving the house it's because i'm doing something but um i'll i'll undock it and play it while sitting you know on the couch in the living room or (laughs) something like that or when my wife's watching tv if i don't you know have access to the tv i'll just undock it and play it while i'm sitting there watching a movie with her or something you know whatever i can i love that flexibility that's so awesome um i do have to kind of laugh you mentioned that it's you know uh that kids like to play it undocked more because they're more the tablet generation I absolutely agree that that's what it was, you know, that was their intent, that this was aimed more for a younger audience. In my house, though, the Switch is very much mine, and I don't let the children play it undocked because I don't don't want them to accidentally break it. (laughs) That's a good idea. Kids can tend to break that stuff. And if Finley broke my Switch, I'd die on the inside. Yeah, so I I bought my, uh, my youngest son. He actually plays the Switch a lot with me. He likes playing Mario Kart, and um, of all things, he's really been playing Mario Maker a lot. He has yet to actually build a level that can be completed, <laughs> or, or I would offer to share it with you guys so you can play it. But um, he just likes well, you to have to beat a level it. once to share. Exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm saying yeah. like he can't because yeah. none of the ma- and none of the stages he's made could actually be completed so far. But he loves to just like screw around on it and like, you know, make all these various impossible scenarios and then see how far he can get, which is usually not very far. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I bought him his own controller so that, you know, for, on the one hand, it it's a little bit more his size is a little easier for him to hold um 
I bought this like third party one that's got like a Pokemon theme on it. And it actually works really well. I was very impressed with it. But this way, you know, if he trashes it or breaks it, I don't care. I still have my Joy-Cons. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I I love that system. I play it all the time, probably more than I do my PlayStation 4 or any of the other systems or, you know, even my PC gaming. I I play the Switch a lot. I love it so much. So you can kind of see there's a little bit of an evolution from the Wii U to the Switch. Do we feel like the Switch is kind of just the Wii U 2.0? John, how about you start us off? Yeah, it is. Uh, It's just that the 2.0 part of it made it that much better. So I've got a Wii U and, you know, you've got all the what the you can see that that's what they wanted the Wii U to be right. You've got the tablet controller. It's got a touch screen on it. It's pretty much the same kind of thing, except you just need a base station to do it. It's you can't just dock it and undock it. Um, it's got no range. The battery stinks. Um, the tablet screen's not great. Uh, the Wii U has all the trappings of very slow console load times. Um, but I, I really do think it is the switch is the Wii U too. It's just the, the, the biggest difference is the hardware is in itself. And I think that Nintendo took advantage of, um, tablets, everyone making tablets and the fact that you can make a very inexpensive tablet that's quite powerful and put its Nintendo love on it. And I think that it's far beyond the Wii U, um, but it is definitely the Wii U, too. And I think another thing that it did really well, too, is that it picked USB-C as its connection interface. It picked a standard port. Um, And the reason why that's important, actually, is because, like, it's the same connecting port that I use for my MacBook, right? So, for instance, I'll go out somewhere and I'll be connecting my MacBook to the television so I can stream Netflix if we're in like a hotel room or whatever. It's actually really important to do that. I mean, you know, I can watch whatever I want. I you typically just get like a DVD player in your hotel room, but I can also hook up my Switch with the same hardware that my MacBook uses. That's incredible. So, um, yeah, it's the Wii U 2. It just happens to be the better version of it by a lot. What do you think, Travis? Well, I'm not 100% familiar with the Wii U. So, John, question for you. Um, Yeah. I was kind of under the impression that for the most part, that tablet controller was used as kind of um, auxiliary to the game you were playing on the TV, like kind of like the second screen on a DS or something like that. But how many how many games could you actually play like fully on the tablet itself? All of them. So oh, really? you could, okay. yeah, yeah, you could turn the TV off and still play games on the controller. Gotcha. In that sense, yeah, I think it is probably kind of Wii U 2.0, but in the same sense, it's like it's more like the Wii U was the beta version of the Switch. Like they hadn't quite gotten all the ideas gelled yeah. properly to make what they were going for. But yeah, I kind of can kind of see the progression there for sure between you know, requiring that console as a base that the tablet controller connected to versus having it all in one. But yeah, yeah, the refinements are so intense over from one to the other that it's, you can see the progression, but it's kind of hard to even compare the two. I really like that analogy you just said, where the, the Wii U was kind of like the beta for, <laughs> for yeah. the Switch. Yeah. I think that's actually a better comparison than saying that the Switch is the Wii U too. The, the Wii U was like, 
it was the formation of a really great idea. It was just executed kind of poorly. But by the time they came out with the Switch, it was like all that, all the the potential that the Wii U had by having this sort of like thing that you could undock from the TV and carry with you really came to fruition by, you know, treating it so that the handheld is the console. It's not a periphery to the console that's plugged into the TV, you know, that I think is the the key difference there. And that's where the, the switch has really shined and why it's caught on so well as it has and why people love it so much. So I'm going to say something here that undoes a lot of what I've said previously, in episodes, <laughs> which is that and this is still true. I love backwards compatibility. I think it's really good. I think we should respect the past with that. The Wii U. I would argue one of its failings was that it cared about the Wii too much, right? The Switch was basically Nintendo said, no, we're going all in on Nintendo's next thing. We don't care about discs anymore, which is really important if you want to make a mobile console, right? That works, right? Imagine a Switch with a spinning disc in it. That sounds terrible, you know? <laughs> um, so they went in, a t- they, 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 they don't even do the same kind of games that, uh, you know, system that Xbox and Sony are using. It's just these, th- their own carts. And I think that's to Nintendo's advantage, actually. It makes, you know, the games are so much smaller, you know, and that kind of thing. But um, it was just Nintendo saying, look, we're going to double down on what we do best um, and we're just going to do it. It's going to be handheld that you can plug into a TV and we don't have to worry about the past as much. And I think that that was to the advantage of the switch, which it completely goes against what I usually say. But I think it's to its credit in this instance. Well, I mean, that's always been kind of Nintendo's philosophy is that I mean, can you think about when the last time one of their consoles looked like any of the other consoles on the market? Nintendo's always kind of done their own thing, both Game to their Cube. benefit and their yeah. detriment. GameCube, you know, probably. <laughs> I would say, yeah, that but even did. then, the GameCube came in kind of late. It did, and but they I was... still didn't use the regular CDs. They used those like little mini yep. discs. So I mean, and that controller was wacky as hell too. <laughs> it was wacky it was, as hell, yeah. but I would say that was Nintendo trying to do maybe even the Wii U. Yeah. I think because the Wii U might yeah. as well be a PlayStation Three. Really, I mean, I, it, I, I think Nintendo was being like, well, we need to make something hardcore, and I think Switch is like, nope, we're gonna do what we're gonna do, and it was, it no one does anything like it. And they're getting, mm-hmm. and even with this next generation of console hardware, they're getting way more eclipsed in terms of hardware. And I think everyone that owns a Switch is like, I don't care. It's perfect still, you know? Hey everyone, Travis here. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we hope you love what you hear. In addition to this podcast, John and I run Cheerful Ghost, where you can talk about all the games and other nerdy stuff you love. We also created Tale of the White Wyvern, which is a retro-inspired sword and magic mini-MMO you can play with your friends. If you're a fan of Cheerful Ghost Radio, we hope you've also checked out Cheerful Ghost and like what we're doing there. And if you haven't played Tale of the White Wyvern, head over to thewhitewyvern.com and give it a shot. It's entirely free to make an account and play. Cheerful Ghost is a totally independent community and dev team, and we would love any support you can give us. If you head over to Cheerful Ghost and hit the heart at the top, we have a few different support options to choose from. If you want to tip us for the work we do, you can give us a donation through PayPal. Or, if you want to do a bit more, you can buy a yearly membership or subscribe monthly through Patreon. A membership gives you some neat perks on Cheerful Ghost, as well as member-only themes and cosmetic weapons, armor, and hats in Tale of the White Wyvern. 
Also, if you want to literally wear your support for us on your sleeve, we have a shop where you can buy t-shirts and mugs for Tale of the White Wyvern. We have a few colors to choose from, including the deepest purple you've ever seen. Thank you for your support. We hope you love what we do, and we look forward to bringing you fun content and games for years to come. All right, so we've uh, we've been praising the Switch quite a lot here, and we have been on this series for quite some time, but it's not a perfect system. There's still some common critiques, so let's go through um, a few of these here. Um, I think we can all pretty much agree that the online still sucks. Yes. That is one area that <laughs> Nintendo has just never, ever fixed. Their online just continues to suck. It's still kind of a pain in the ass to add people to your friend list, let alone try to play a game with them or do voice chat. It's just it's kind of a terrible experience to try and play online. Uh, I have a theory Travis, about that one, though. Go for it. I think that they might make that a kind of vague, esoteric process intentionally because they target the younger generation more than the other consoles do. And I was going to say that's kind same, of a yeah. protection against that. Like if you've got to put in a friend code and it, to get somebody's to, uh, to add somebody to your friends list, if you have to uh, download an app to use voice chat, that's a layer of separation between kids and the absolute monsters that you play with on like halo or whatever. So yeah. that could be a reason, but it is annoying for gamers of our generation who just, put in a name and have everything available right there on the console. But I think there might be a reason to it there. If you also look at how people connect in gaming now, um, I'm not really sure that what Nintendo is doing isn't a, is, is, is even a problem, right? Um, I would say their online sucks, not in that their online services are terrible. I actually think they're top notch. I would say the wireless chip Nintendo put in the switch is terrible. And and I think that that means that a lot of like, because if you have the greatest servers in the world, but everyone has a subpar wireless chip in a switch, which they do, by the way, um, everyone's service is going to be terrible. You know what I mean? So you can't really get like really fast gaming. Right. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest failing right there is Nintendo doesn't put like an ace wireless chip in there or whatever. Hmm. I guess you could always dock it and get like a USB, you know, get like Ethernet on that. Uh, and I've heard that it's absolutely insane in terms of the speed and online and that kind of thing. If you just get like a um, a, a LAN connection, which I completely agree with it. The um, the switch is terrible and I have amazing Wi-Fi in my house and it's just terrible there. Um, but but I agree. I think it is aimed at kids. I think that it does add a level of obscurity. And if you think about a lot of gamers are in discord and using discord for audio and that kind of thing. This I mean, I, I don't really th I don't really get it when people critique the switch for not having in-game voice chat, like, like, is that a problem that people have in the world where they can't connect with your friends and talk to them? Like, I, I don't think it is. I don't think Nintendo needs an offering there. I know everyone says they do, but like, I mean, even if they did, are you playing battlefield on that shit? I don't think you are. I really don't. <laughs> you know, no. is that, is that what's keeping people from playing NBA 2k? No, it's not. <laughs> so for something I, like Splatoon, maybe I could see that being a helpful like a Splatoon is the reason they released that voice chat app so people could use that in game. But yeah, I, I, I do think it's a drawback, but like I said, I think I see the reasons, but yeah, I, having people go to discord for that kind of thing is just another level of 
pulling you out of the game and making you work for it. So I, I, I see guess. people's points on that. I mean, I always yeah. go to I mean, I use whatever voice chat apps, Discord, Skype, Google, whatever, like Google Hangouts to do game chat when I'm playing with my friends anyway. Like we don't use in-game chat because I don't want to talk to the other yahoos in the game. I just want to talk to my <laughs> friends. Right. right. So I don't even use it anyway because it sounds terrible. I don't want someone to teabag me and then call my mom <laughs> names. I'm not interested in that. So for me, that's not a not feature because I'll never use it anyway. But again, I'm not a hardcore gamer in any sense of the word. So for me, it's 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 an odd thing. But but, you know, again, if you're playing Battlefield and you got to insult people in real time, I can see that being a thing for you. But if I don't tell them that their mom is a slut, who will? I'm just kidding. I don't trash talk people. I don't even like. Yeah, that that's why I don't play a lot of games online is because I just I don't want to have some 14 year old like swearing at me. <laughs> you know? OK, now next uh, on our, our list of common critiques here. Now, I, I know a lot of people um, have said that, you know, they they wish that Nintendo would implement some kind of an achievement system We're well, we're big gamers. We're not like your sort of typical next gen gamers we like our retro games do we care that there's no achievement system travis might travis might i think out of all of us he's the one that's the most achievement huntery really i think so man (laughs) i mean i look at your steam profile and you've got some insane completionist stuff and i i mean i don't hear this travis i've have never really sought them out. It's just from playing games and getting achievements as I go. Okay. I don't really hunt okay. them out. Now, like I um, remember people complaining about the PS3 not having trophies when it launched and Microsoft, the Xbox 360 had these achievements like, oh, look at how this is so much better. I kind of find them to be kind of if you have a game that you really like and you want to kind of squeak more out of, then achievements can give you something to hunt. But for the most part, I kind of find them more problematic than they are helpful because there's some really kind of dull, banal shit in those achievements that nobody really wants to grind out and people feel compelled to do it. So honestly, I think the no achievement system is a non-issue entirely for the Switch. Uh, agreed. I don't I don't care about achievements. It's fun. Yeah. Like I when I'm playing Terraria and I take a tree down, it's like you chop down a tree. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Thanks, game. But for the most part, I don't care either. Yeah. Okay. So uh, no Bluetooth support. So, for example, like we can't use a, you know, a cordless headset for voice chat or even just headphones to listen to the games. John, what do you think? Well, so uh, Apple hilariously at one of their presentations said that um, the reason why they took the headphone jack out was courage. So people call it the courage jack. Uh, the switch only has the courage jack um, for headphones. I actually think this is actually, I actually think this is probably out of all the stuff is one of the biggest legitimate complaints. Um, yeah. As everyone's, you know, moving to Bluetooth, it's a, it's a, it's a handheld device. Nintendo, <laughs> where's that Bluetooth uh, audio support? Um, I, I'm sure it's because they just want to produce it cheaper and that's fine. And I get it. And it's not a, it's not a thing that's keeping me from not playing it. Obviously I've got corded headphones. It's all fine. I I can put those on in bed and everything like that. I just think that out of all of the critiques, it's the biggest one. That's, 
that's kind of important. Like you, it would be really nice that you could just use the same Bluetooth headset that you listen to your iPhone music on in the bus or your Android. And then you could just switch between them because you got Bluetooth headsets that can switch between devices now. Um, that'd be cool. And I imagine at some point Nintendo will add it and that would be one. Uh, oh, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about things we'd like in the next switch, but, um, yeah, it's legit. No head, no Bluetooth support. That's, that's pretty important. All right. So th- and this is one that I think kind of sucks, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk a little bit about about it, too. Another common critique is no virtual console. So with the Wii and the Wii U in the store, you could buy, you know, games from previous generations and uh, play them on the newer consoles. You can't do that with the the switch, although with Nintendo's online service, they have been rolling out more and more Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. Um Travis, what are your thoughts about the lack of a virtual console? Yeah, I I do really enjoy those um, Switch Online virtual console implementations where you can just go and play a bunch of games. I don't like that it's locked behind that subscription, though. I wish there was some option for for buying those a la carte if you don't really care about online but you want to play super mario world then that would be great however i want to say one thing about that is that i'm getting really sick of buying super mario world on everything that comes out like i've already bought this on so many things agreed give it to me here too i know know? i know but yeah uh, i think that's why the nintendo's online thing is better because it went from me buying zero super mario brothers on the switch to having super mario brothers on the switch because <laughs> i wouldn't have bought it again but now i have it no and that's great i actually think this is better now you don't have as many games they don't have earthbound someday they will i i, I imagine but i think it's better for me anyway because i ain't buying mario brothers again i ain't doing it Nintendo, <laughs> unless yeah it's the Nintendo NES Classic 4K, and you know I'm buying that shit right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I <laughs> can't stand it. Never looked crisper. I know, I know. I mean, it's you know, well, the Nintendo Classic was only 720p, Travis. It needs yeah. to be in 4K now. I mean, you guys would buy that, right? I mean, you're right. I mean, probably. Like, yeah, they would add yeah. a few more games to yeah, it to entice yeah. me, and I'd be like, yes, sure. please. Yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I'm not buying like a digital version. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, So another common complaint is that the graphics aren't powerful compared to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I don't actually think very many people care about that, because if you really care that much about the graphics, you're going to buy a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One or you're going to get a souped up PC like that's not what the Nintendo is about. That's that's really not what Nintendo's ever been about. (laughs) No, I I agree with you. I don't. But well, yeah. the Super Nintendo, it really was. But nowadays, not really. <laughs> well, that was that was different because yeah. <laughs> that was going from the 8-bit to the 16-bit era. Right. That was a huge step up. Nowadays, it's a little less important, I think. I think the Switch is great. I, I think that the Nintendo's like, look, we're going to be in 1080p for a long time. It's firmly in that camp. It looks great. Um, if you're playing indie games on it, you're never going to know. No, you're not. So, no, yeah. no, I, I think that. Like I said up front that Nintendo has kind of gone their own lane and stayed out of what Microsoft and Sony are doing. And I think that's to their credit. That said, all things being the same, if there's a game that can look better on a PS4 versus the Switch, I'm going to buy it on the PS4 because if it's the same game, but it looks slightly better then why not? So I think I'm I buy fewer games on the Switch because of those lower graphics capabilities, but 
I still don't think that's a bad decision that Nintendo made to stay in that lower graphics area to uh, push down cost and make the portable battery last longer and stuff like that. I, I don't think that's a criticism of the system, but it does affect my choices of games sometimes. Okay, so I re- okay, so I found criticisms of the Switch around the Switch at launch. And one of them was an inferior library <laughs> compared to PlayStation and Xbox. What the uh, hell? <laughs> that's what they said at launch. I think launch. it means well, okay. I think it depends on what you mean by inferior too. Well, they like, had more games out cuz the Switch was had less time to market. I mean, literally, they just had less games, right? You had Zelda yeah. and a couple others. So you, Man, but you tell this all you need. I know. <laughs> but if you talk about the switch now, I mean, they might have more games out on it. So I, I don't really think that's a thing, but I, I wanted to add this because it was fun because I was looking at, you know, game websites where people are debating it and they're like, yeah, library is terrible. And I'm thinking about this now and I'm like, <laughs> it's not really the same kind of world anymore. I don't think for that. So, yeah. And you know, if I'm given a choice between buying a game on the Switch versus like my PlayStation, if the game's not like doesn't require the beefier hardware of, you know, a PlayStation 4, you know, if I don't need that better graphics, I'll buy the Switch version just because of the flexibility of being able to play a docked or not. Like it's I love that Switch and I would much rather play games on the Switch than I would the other consoles. All right, so another common complaint is the 32 gigs of storage by default. John, why don't you start us off with this one? Yeah, I think this one's legitimate as well. Um, It's easy to remedy, though. One of the nice things that Nintendo chose is the expansion is SDHC, which is, again, it's a very old technology now. So finding really large SDHC cards ain't hard and they're not expensive. I think I got a 480 gig SDHC for 80 bucks, which is ridiculously cheap. Um, And it's great. And I have all the storage I could want. But that 32 by default, it means that parents that don't kind of understand um, and, you know, kind of what's going on and you download a bunch of games, you're going to fill that up fast. And they might not understand that you're in a world where you could have virtually unlimited space on it for very cheap. So I think this is, again, Nintendo going for, you know, building a system that's not expensive to their credit, you know, Um, with that said, it's not accessible to know exactly how to fix it, but you can and it's not too hard to do it, but it is it is kind of a ridiculous amount of storage. It is really, really low. And especially, Mm -hmm. you know, when more and more games are going digital. Yeah, that'll that'll fill up ridiculously fast. Well, I think I read that the Bioshock collection, I, I wrote about those on Cheerful Ghost 2K's ring, and I think the download for that's 48 gigs. So, <laughs> so that's by default, one, you yeah. can't even right. install it on Right, it, you're going to yeah. have to have 48 gigs to install uh, to play it. So, you're, yeah. So you're going to, yeah. an SDHC card is imperative on this system. And I think it's a little <laughs> sad that, you know, like if you're looking at the next le- you know generation of hardware, they're coming with at least a terabyte and Nintendo's 32 gigs. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that, yeah. that's that, I understand the price tag now. Yeah. But that 32 gigs, I mean, even going up to 128, 
with the kind of storage they use, I don't think it would have added that much to the price. And it might have been so small they could have eaten that three cost. years ago. It would have three well, years ago. Yeah, it would have. maybe that's true. But Nintendo really, really wants to cut out that $60 profit margin, whereas Microsoft and Sony do not. And it's a lot of choices like this that allow mm-hmm. them to do it. Yeah. And then over the life cycle of a console, even more. So imagine 32 gigs now it's pennies compared to what it was three years ago. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I bought a um, SDHC card when I got the Switch, and I actually don't think I've touched it yet. Um, I've only had a couple games that required a further download after the uh, what's on the cart already, and just from patches and stuff. I think I'm like, uh, I don't think I could download one more update without going over to it, but I'm still somehow managing to stay within that 32 gigs. All right, so... Another complaint that we've uh, read about online is that people don't like that there's no app store, that really it's just a console meant for games. There's not a lot of other stuff to do on there. Uh, I think there's really only like one or two streaming services that are available to download on there. So YouTube and Hulu, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think that's it. Travis, is this uh, is this a big deal for you? It's not a big deal at all for me. Uh, I could see it being kind of a cool things like if, if you're like like i mentioned earlier somebody who has a bus commute and you use your switch a lot then the screen might be a little bit bigger for you to watch netflix or whatever i could imagine that being something cool to have but it has not affected my life at all uh and i doubt it will yeah i i mean it would be really cool if that was an option to download all your streaming services on there especially if that's like your only gaming console so you didn't have to have another box to stream stuff but the availability of other soft you know uh, other hardware to run those streaming services on you know i think anybody who has a switch probably already owns something else that can stream this stuff what do you think john we all got stuff to stream it with, but I'm thinking about the kids for this. You know what I mean? The kids that like want to uh-huh. play their switch and then they want to watch a YouTube video and then they want to play their switch and then they want to watch a Netflix video and then they want to play tale of the white wyvern. Well, currently they can't play tale of the white wyvern cause there's no browser on the switch, which is a crime against gaming Nintendo. You need to fix this. Plus <laughs> then on the tale of the white wyvern page on cheerful ghost, I could switch click that we have a switch port, which is, which would technically be true. Technically true. Yeah, it would. It's technically true. Yeah. So, um, I, I think that Nintendo is focusing clearly on gaming, which is making again it's sold out right now they're doing their jobs um i i would i would look at it a little bit differently than than they do i I would open up and make it more app store like you know because i think that you know um having pokemon go on your switch would be cool you know and that kind of thing but you can't right now because it's not really for that i think it should be i think it could be an app store i think that it'd be kind of interesting to get you know app on your switch but they're not doing that and that's okay again we all have it um, we all have access to other but i was thinking if i would be a kid right now with a switch and it could do everything i would never do anything else <laughs> you know i would throw my tablet out and i would just use the switch because it's that cool it can do everything so yeah it'd be cool if it could but you know it's not like anyone cares really you know okay guys is the switch hardcore enough no Travis no it needs it is not hardcore enough it needs like spikes that literally stab you in the hands when you do something wrong like it's it's 
not hardcore enough at all. No, it's not. It's not. I'm not <laughs> taking it to the mosh pit, you know. <laughs> I need to be yeah, able to I'm, bludgeon somebody with this thing and still be able to play a game on it yeah, afterwards. So. Agreed. It doesn't insult <laughs> me. It doesn't insult my mom enough. It's not hardcore at all. No, that's a ridiculous complaint. Like, <laughs> like I, 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 know, I literally the, took that out of a message board. It's like not hardcore. It's not yeah. for hardcore gamers. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you heard it here at Cheerful Ghost. The Switch is not hardcore enough. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i i think that's a ridiculous complaint if if you think the switch isn't hardcore enough chances are i wouldn't enjoy playing games with you <laughs> <laughs> probably it has doom on it but i don't <laughs> yeah. know what to say it, it's not yeah. hardcore enough i guess All right, so I think it's safe to say that the Switch is going to be around for a while. So what do we want to see in the next three years of the Switch? John, start us off. More of what it's doing. Just keep being a premier, amazing place for indie games. Like, PC is the best for indie games, but the Switch is maybe the second best. And for some indie games, I think they sell more on the Switch. So I think one of the things Nintendo's doing is giving indie games a premier platform. And when you saw the Switch first come out, really, the games that were coming out the fastest on the Switch were indie games, making these indie game developers oodles of money because, firstly, Nintendo first-party titles weren't coming out fast enough. Uh, and big AAA studios weren't porting their games fast enough. So indie games filled the void. And I think that it's become maybe the best place for indie games for some people, certainly me right now, actually. So the next three years of the switch, I want, I want all more awesome indie games. I want Nintendo to keep doing its thing. I want them to keep re-releasing Wii U amazing games on the switch. And that's just what they're going to keep doing. So just more of that Nintendo, just more of that. Travis what i want at some point in the next three years is a port of super mario 3d world because that's like the only thing from the wii u generation great that i want that i can't play without buying a wii u so that's like great (laughs) basically the only thing like i I agree with what john's saying keep doing what they're doing but specifically i want that so bad uh but otherwise yeah keep giving us great first person or first party games give us more marios give us more zeldas give us a metroid or two and i don't i mean seriously just keep it's an amazing system so they're not going to start disappointing me all of a sudden but i want that 3d world yeah i'm just looking forward to breath of the wild 2 i know they've teased it we're probably still at least a couple years off but yeah that is going to be a day one purchase for me absolutely yep all right so we've uh we've been clock in a lot of hours on the switch we thought it'd be fun to talk about some of the games we've been playing on there travis why don't you tell us about five games you've been playing on the switch and uh, maybe something interesting about them so i'm really interested to find out how many of our games are going to overlap on this um because we've <laughs> you know i think we've all played a lot of the same stuff i think uh you know, for the most part, there have been a few outliers. If any of the games on my five overlap with any of yours, I would be surprised. Okay, then never mind. You're, John is not picking the obvious <laughs> right. ones. I am picking no, the no. obvious ones. Now. I wanted. I I wanted to go. It's they're not deep cuts, but they're not obvious. So, yeah, I've I have one that's not obvious. Everything else is. But anyway, 
the first to start off with uh, Mario Maker 2 is some of the most fun that I've had with gaming in the past year and just like an infinite amount of amazing gameplay can come out of that game but the Nintendo design levels were amazing but the user design levels can be even better and some of the creativity out of these levels that users have come up with is just awe-inspiring and uh, it makes me kind of jealous when I get into the level creator and I can't do anything anywhere near that. But I mean, people are putting a lot of time and effort into this and it really shows. Um, it's it, if you get bored of playing the game, you can put it down and pick it back up in two weeks. And it's an entirely new set of levels on the like kind of most popular page to play through. And you can play this forever and never get bored of it. Up next is uh, Mario. Oh, shit. Odyssey. I was trying to say Galaxy. I knew that wasn't right. Yeah. Mario Odyssey. I think this game hit a lot more high notes for me than it did for you guys, but I was just hooked from the beginning and that hat tossing mechanic was just so kind of charming and interesting that I kind of binged that game hard and uh, barely came up for air playing that game. Uh, I can't wait for a second game. I'm assuming they're going to make a sequel eventually. But yeah, I love that one. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, as Tim said, I can't wait for that sequel. Breath of the Wild was just a... (sighs) One of the best moments, one of the best games I've ever played, honestly. It is kind of... different game than you're used to in the Zelda series, a different game than you're used to in general, because it's kind of a more laid back and kind of experience the world kind of game. And I'm just ready to dive back in and play more of that. I was a huge fan of Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, and I loved the Link's Awakening remake on the Switch. Uh, The kind of plasticine claymation style of animation was just gorgeous and really worked for me. And like with the exception of the odd stuttering frame rates issue, which I'm not sure if they ever fixed that with a patch or not, it was just perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. And I'm so glad they decided to remake that. Finally, the game that I don't think you guys will be mentioning is uh, Katamari Damacy Reroll. This was a game that was released for Switch and PC, and I think that might be it. But I got it on the Switch because it was on a super deep sale one day, and I jumped on it. I have loved all the Katamari games that I've played. Uh, Reroll is just kind of a... It's the first game on the PS2 just with a shiny coat of paint on it to make the, the resolution HD. But those games are, they hold a special place in my heart for being so freaking odd and fun and charming and just something to obsess over at the same time. If you're a hardcore, gotta catch them all kind of gamer, then this game will keep you busy for like hundreds of hours. But it also works well for really casual gameplay where you just get in and play here and there. Uh, But yeah, it's... um. A bizarre series if you've never played it Katamari Damacy Reroll is a good place to jump in but if you have played it before you might find it disappointing that it's basically just the same game again with a fresh coat of paint but yeah those are my five games so I'm going to start the first Switch game I'm going to start with is the Switch game that I crushed on the hardest first and it's because I got the Switch around Christmas 
And I think it was Travis that got me this game for Christmas and it was Mega Man 11 and Mega Man 11 is superb and playing it on the switch is incredible. Mega Man is a Nintendo game in my mind and Mega Man 11 is perfect. Now, does it look better on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One? Of course, PC. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, Maybe even plays slightly more frames per second. I don't know. But playing, being able to play it in handheld mode, being able to play it on the television, Mega Man 11 being incredible. Uh, Mega Man 11 is fantastic on the Switch. It's I think it's perfect on that system. And, and all the games I'm going to talk about today, uh, you can play anywhere else. They're not Nintendo exclusives in any way. In fact, they can all be played on the PC. I think these games are perfect on the Switch because they're firstly great games and the ports are killer and the games are killer. I don't... Uh, So those are the games that I'm going to be talking about today. So the second game that I think is absolutely killer because every console needs it and every console has this game is um, Street Fighter uh, 30th Anniversary Collection. I kid you not, guys, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve Street Fighter games on here. And they're all the arcade versions and they're incredible. You want to just sit down with a friend, play Street Fighter. You've got 12 games to play. It's so much Street Fighter. The later ones kind of lost me. They're going to space. Or I don't even understand half the time. I don't recognize many of these people. But the original, like the like the early games um, and even some of the later ones are OK, are just so good. Street Fighter is incredible. And the, the Switch ports are fantastic. I mean, because, again, these are arcade games. They don't require a ton of power. And everyone on a console needs amazing fighting games and you got one with the street fighter uh legacy edition and like i said collector's edition you can play it on the pc if you want even another game that's great um that i love playing with friends is i've got rocket league ultimate edition here now the difference between rocket league and rocket league ultimate edition and this version comes with like batman skins and like mario skins or something like i don't care about that but what's fun to play is rocket league with friends and this version is optimized amazingly well rocket league's not a game that i've ever noticed is like a pixel pusher in terms of hardware like this game is optimized for frames per second because it's an online game and this game is really really runs really well on the switch again it's probably better on the consoles and hd and 4k this and that but it's killer. It's fast. It's soccer with cars, man. It's awesome. If you haven't played it, you should. It's awesome on the Switch. I got it for like $20. How could it just get it on any system? Another game, again, uh, not a Switch exclusive, but Death Road to Canada. I kickstarted this game. When it came to the Switch, I was like, I have to play that on the Switch. Like, I, you know, we're going on vacation. I can play Death Road to Canada. I'm in bed. I can play Death Road to Canada. It's like a Ninja Turtle style brawler that's a roguelike where you're trying to survive the zombie apocalypse with your friends santa claus is in the game you can get aliens you can drive an alien spaceship it's crazy it's fun it's it's really really good it's also another game where you can couch co-op with friends is incredible um and finally it's a new game that i got slay the spire um again it came out on pc a couple years ago on all the consoles came to switch um it's it's an amazing card game It, it just works so well in the switch context so yeah um i love that the switch can be home to these games that are not nintendo games and they're fantastic and for me i mean i'm all i'm gonna you know i played super mario maker 2 i'm gonna play you know i'm like travis i'm gonna buy new um super mario 3d world or whatever that wii u game that he wants ported that i totally agree it's awesome on the wii and i'm gonna buy that 
But I for me, I'm really excited about how many amazing other games, you know, the switch will get. And so far, they've gotten a ton of amazing third party games. All right. So these aren't necessarily like my top five games, you know, not by any measure, but these are definitely five experiences that I've thoroughly enjoyed with the switch. And right off at the top, you know, Breath of the Wild, it I know I just said that these weren't, you know, my top five games, but this me this is definitely my favorite game on the Switch so far. I've completely played through it twice. And I just recently finished up uh, Grand Theft Auto V and I've been looking through, you know, what game do I want to like really dive into now? I usually have like one that I'm like really investing time in and then I'll play a couple of games, you know, here and there in between. And a little part of me kind of wants to go through Breath of the Wild a third time. I just love that game so much. It's so great. Um, kind of along that same line is uh, if Breath of the Wild is, you know, sort of like your your Oscar winner masterpiece kind of thing. Hyrule Warriors is your popcorn action flick. Turn your brain off for a few hours and just enjoy the ride kind of game. You eat a lot of popcorn, man, because you're playing that game a lot. I don't think I've seen you play a game as much. (laughs) Whenever you're on the Switch, it's that game, man. You played a lot, which is great. There's a lot to that game, too. The amount of gameplay they packed in there. There's so much that you can unlock and play through. It's so many different missions and, you know, and, and each mission is like you could sit down, play 20 minutes and, you know, you play through a mission. Great. Move on to do the next thing. Or it could be I'll just play one more. Uh, well, maybe I'll just play one more. Uh, well, maybe I'll just do this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's those just one more play games in, are awesome. Yeah. 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 You, you can play it in super small chunks or you can. Yeah, you can just get wrapped up and lose like a couple hours <laughs> into this game. It's mindless action, but it's just fun. And, and, you know, sometimes that's really great. Uh, I haven't played this one recently, but Octopath Traveler is. Uh, it's on my back. I, I mean to get that game at some point. It yeah, looks there's great. something just very relaxing about it. For one thing, the music is great. And if you like pixel art, this game is gorgeous it's got such great pixel art the environments are so beautiful and it's so well put together and it it's very much an old school jrpg just like the kind that you used to play on you know super nintendo or play which one of those games does octopath most feel like what like which old school square would like final fantasy well, it, it was Final Fantasy four, but we knew it as Final Fantasy two. OK, so it's I'd say more that's like maybe that. the closest parallel. That game is it, it so gets a little, good. OK, great. Yeah, it gets a little grindy. The storyline's not as good, but it's um, I don't know, just something about the game. It's almost like a warm blanket. That's sort of that's like fun, comfortable, yeah. you know, it's not the games of your youth, but it's so much similar to them that there's that familiarity to it. But they tweak the battle system just enough to keep it new and fresh and interesting it's yeah, I, I, if you like those old school JRPGs, you absolutely have to give it a try. And then the next two on my list are actually variations of older games. Uh, first off is the Mana Collection. I got that one primarily yeah. because I I wanted to play Secret of Mana 2. I think they call it Trials of Mana or something like that now. <clears throat> but um, I, 
I it, in my head, it's still Seiken Densetsu three. That's how I've known it for so long. Um, and I and I have been pl- plugging some hours into that, but I just can't quit Secret of Mana. You know, I'll be sitting in bed and think like, oh, you know, I I got like a half hour to play before I go to bed. Should I dive into you know Seiken Densetsu three or? now I'll just play Secret of Mana for a few minutes, you know, <laughs> and just kind of like, again, it's, it's, I love it so much. And the, the, the port is fantastic. It looks great on my big screen TV. It also looks great, you know, playing it handheld. Um, all the extra stuff that came with the Mana collection is fantastic as well. I've tried playing the Game Boy game and it's that one's hard, but it was kind of fun to play around on that a little bit. And I'm definitely going to be playing that the the newer version of Secret of Mana a lot more, you know, uh, as I as I go. And then the last one is the remake for Link's Awakening. That was uh, unfortunately, I do not have my original Link's Awakening cart anymore that unfortunately got sold at a yard sale. Not, you know, not with my consent necessarily. Oh, no. Because I wasn't around when oh. it happened. So, you know, by the time this Link's Awakening re-release came out, it had been several years since I'd played. <clears throat> Actually, probably longer than several years. Probably more like a decade or more since I had played Link's Awakening. And it's... it They did such a great job porting this game over. I like the sort of claymation style of it. Uh, you know, that was a a little jarring when I first saw the like trailers, but as soon as I started picking it up and playing it, it just it felt right for like, you know, trying to modernize the Game Boy. You know, it fit the play style perfectly. The way that they kept the game like it feels exactly like the Game Boy did. It just looks better. And, you know, y- you don't have the, the um the scene transitions where you, you know, move between um, areas, you know, in the Game Boy, it was each, it was almost like a series of rooms, you know, where you walk to the edge of the screen and then it pans over to the next section. Yep, it did This that. one, it's yep. all seamless, yep. but it's all, it's still, like, it doesn't affect the gameplay at all. It is just a perfect recreation of this game brought into the modern era, and it's fantastic. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening. So how do we rate the switch, guys? <laughs> skip it. Yeah. Skip it. It's trash. Yeah, skip it. It's not hardcore enough. <laughs>